the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Love lifted me. The love of Jesus Christ. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests and friends. For those who are in the sanctuary here, as well as those who are worshiping with us in line. It is always such a delight and a blessing to be together as the children of God to give him worship and praise. The title of the message today is The Secret of Contentment. The Secret of Contentment. We are living in an age of discontent. If you listen to cable TV commentators and talk radio programs, you get the impression that a large percentage of Americans are unhappy, unfulfilled, and unsatisfied with their lives. They are constantly complaining about something and wanting everyone around them to be doing the same because misery loves company. In the midst of what is happening, the words of the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4, 11 and 12 comes as welcome news. Paul says, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living plenty or in want. What a difference in attitude and perspective from what is going on today in many of our lives. We need to understand what it means to be content so that we can experience the abundant life Christ wants us to have while we are here in this world. So what is contentment? Contentment does not depend on what you have or where you are, but who you are. Contentment is independent of circumstances. You do not base your happiness on the situation around you. Happiness comes from within. The question then is, how do you get the kind of contentment that leads to a happy and satisfying life. The Apostle Paul says, 
Contentment is learned. It is not something that is instant. You know, you're not born uh, being content. It's something that you have to learn. And so twice in Philippians 4, 11, and 12, Paul says, I have learned. He learned contentment in the school of life, in the school of hard knocks, at Jerusalem, in Arabia, at Lystra, and Derby, at Antioch and Ephesus. And I wish there was time to, to tell you all of the details of what Paul had to go through in these places. Paul experienced both extremes of life. He was from a background of affluence. The education he received, studying with the great rabbinical scholar Gamaliel, was a privilege that was available to only a select few. As a rising star among the Pharisees, he would have been quite wealthy. But when he became a follower of Jesus Christ, his situation changed dramatically. He gave up world wealth for poverty as a servant of Jesus Christ. Time and time again, Paul found himself hungry, thirsty, cold, naked, and persecuted. Yet he was a contented man, a satisfied man, a man who had found happiness. Paul gives us four lessons we need to learn that will lead us to a satisfying life. And the first lesson is learn to avoid comparisons. Learn to avoid comparisons. Comparing yourself to others always leads to discontent especially if they are above you. Paul says, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. And that comes from not comparing yourself to others. You see, there will always be people that make more money than you, who have greater opportunities than you have, who have better education than you have, who are better looking than you who have more gifts and abilities than you have, and who have fewer problems. So what? That has no bearing at all on your own personal happiness. See, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So what Paul is saying is, I don't look around, I look up to God. I don't spend my time comparing myself to other people. I keep my eyes on God and what he has in store for me. You see, there are three misconceptions about happiness. One, I must have what others have to be happy. That's the myth behind all the fads and fashions that we have seen in our lives. The second misconception is, I must be like everyone in order to be happy. So many people spend so much time trying to win the approval of others. The fact is, we cannot go through life without some disapproval. If you do anything, somebody is not going to like it. 
Even Jesus couldn't please everybody. And so only a fool would try to do what Jesus couldn't do. So we don't need everybody's approval to be happy and to enjoy our lives here and now. But the third misconception is that having more will make me more happy. Someone once asked John D. Rockefeller, how much money does it take to make a man happy? And he thought for a moment and said, just a little more than he has. You see, we are never contented with what we have. We always want more. And then when we um, get to a certain point where we have achieved what we thought we, would, be, would be good for us, we find ourselves unhappy. We still want more. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 6, 6-8, True godliness and contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. All possessions are temporary, and we all know that. They're just loaned to us. We use them while we are here on earth. We have a good time with them, enjoy them, use them for God's glory, but they do not last. So we don't need to become obsessed by possessions because we won't be able to hold them for very long. But the second thing we ought to learn is learn to adjust to change. Now, life is full of ups and downs, emotionally, physically, mentally, and financially. There is nothing certain in life except change. So how do you handle change? How well do you handle life when things are shaken up a little bit? Do you get frightened, moody, angry, uptight? Paul says that one of the secrets of learning to be content in life is the ability to adjust to all kinds of circumstances and change. Our happiness in life will largely depend on our ability to adapt, to adjust, and to be flexible. Change is going to happen whether we like it or not. Paul says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 12, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. So Paul is saying that he has seen good times and bad times. So what did experience teach Paul? It taught him that you don't get your joy or your happiness from possessions, from pleasures, from popularity or prestige. He learned to be independent of circumstances. Now remember uh, that when Paul was writing this letter to the Philippian church, he was writing it from prison, chained to two guards. Now an old man, lonely. Yet he said, I can handle this. I can cope. I'm flexible. 
You see, we need to be flexible because circumstances usually are not. Paul says, no matter what I, what I go through, I'm not a victim. No matter what people do to me, they are not going to control my life. No matter what hurt, experience, or difficulty I go through, I will not let it victimize me. I'm not controlled by my circumstances. People often say, I'm okay under the circumstances. Have you ever heard that? Well, we were never meant to be under our circumstances. We were meant to be above our circumstances. And uh, sometimes we have to adjust, not just to circumstances, but to also people. And this is the most difficult part. When they refuse to change, they can see no other point of view except their own. And so it makes it difficult, whether they have been neighbors, friends, family members, it is always difficult when you are dealing with people. And Paul says in, in, I'm sure that he was thinking about this, when he said in Romans chapter 12 and verse 18, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. He says if it is possible, it's not always possible. Some people will not allow you to live at peace. But the key to, but the key to adjusting as we we all recognize or should recognize is to have a sense of humor. You have to be able to laugh at yourself and laugh at your problems. Rather than being devastated by problems, find something funny in the situation and laugh at what's going on and you'll see the difference it will make. Circumstances demand flexibility. And we need to be flexible and look at situations the way, the way God wants us to look at them. But the third thing to learn is to draw on Christ's power. Learn to draw on Christ's power. Instead of just depending on your own effort to make it through circumstances, we must learn to draw on Christ's power, divine power. And so Paul says in Philippians 4.13, I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. And the Jerusalem Bible puts it like this, there is nothing I cannot master with the help of the one who gives me strength. You can handle when the kids are tearing up or tearing the place apart. You can handle when you're facing unemployment. You can handle when you have problems and you don't know what to do. Paul had an external power source. He was depending not on his own power, but on God's power. So what do you need to control in your life? Do you need to get control of your time, your tongue, your temper, your weight, or a bad habit? Paul says, I can master anything with the help of Christ who gives me the strength that I need. Paul had many problems in his life. And there is one that he, he, he mentions. 
that he prayed about. He prayed about it three times, he said, asking God to remove this particular weakness from his life, which he called a thorn in the flesh. Listen to him in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. Paul says, three times I begged the Lord to make this suffering go away. But he replied, my gift of undeserved grace is all you need. My power is strongest when you are weak. So if Christ keeps giving me, the, giving me his power, I will gladly brag about how weak I am. Yes, I am glad to be weak or insulted or to have troubles and sufferings if it is for Christ. Because when I'm weak, I am strong. You see, God allowed Paul to go through his situation so that he could learn to trust in God's power. This same power that Paul received is available to us today. As, the believe, as believers in Jesus Christ, as the children of God. This is expressed beautifully in that old hymn, Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Feed me till I want no more. The fourth thing uh, to learn is to trust God to meet your needs. Trust God to meet your needs. Philippians 4, 19 and 20 says, Paul says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And then he ends with a sort of benediction. He says, to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. See, Paul is saying that God can meet all of our needs. Not some, not most, but all. When I buy an insurance policy or a policy to, for example, if I have a, uh, need to do a repair in my car, I read through the policy to find out what is covered. When I know what is covered, I don't have to worry if something happens. Is the Bible is God's insurance policy. There are some 7,000 promises in the Bible which we can claim. Many of us cannot claim them because we do not know they are there. As you read the policy manual that is the Bible, find out what God has guaranteed to do in your life. Once you know those guarantees, then you don't have to spend time worrying. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, 31 and 33, So don't worry about having enough food or drink or clothing. Your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. And he will give you all you need from day to day if you live for him and make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Put God first and God will take care of your needs. And many, many of you can say that this is true. Many of you can testify to the way God has met your needs because you trusted him to do so. 
And as I've said before, I am a good example of that because God has met my every need and um, I uh, am always so grateful because when I look at my life, I couldn't be where I have I am today or where I, I have been without the grace of God and the promises that he has uh, answered for me. And um, today, I can say that I am what I am by the grace of our God. The reason people are unhappy, unsatisfied, and unfulfilled is because Jesus Christ is not at the center of their lives. They're looking for fulfillment in all the wrong places. They run from this to that, looking for something that is going to satisfy them. And so they run from relationship to relationship, from job to job, from church to church, from hobby to sports to recreation, looking for happiness. But God has laid it out very clearly that you can't find happiness in things. We, as human beings, were created by God with a God-shaped vacuum in our life. And nothing will fill that void except God. Try as you may, you will never experience the abundant life which God has given you and has promised you if you do not trust him, if he is not the Lord and the master of your life. God wants us to be to have a happy, fulfilling, and satisfying life. This is why Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Life in the fullest is what God wants us to have. But the way we have that satisfaction in life is by learning the lessons of contentment. Contentment does not mean that you like the situation that you're in right now. You do not hear Paul saying that he enjoys being in prison. Contentment is not psyching yourself and pretending what you're going through uh, you like. Contentment is saying, I don't care what I'm going through. With Christ's power, I can cope. I can handle it. I don't like what I'm going through, but I have learned to be content for God is with me. If you have to have a perfect situation and a perfect relationship to be happy, you will never be happy. You have to learn to be happy in spite of your problems, in spite of the trials and tribulations that you have to go through. You have to draw on Christ's power. The power available to us as Christians guides us in times of confusion keeps us in times of danger, refreshes us in times of weariness, revives us in times of despair, controls us in times of passion, persuades us in times of hesitancy, and encourages us in times of failure. It is a blessing to realize and to know that there is no pain that God cannot ease. There is no weakness that God cannot strengthen. No loneliness that God cannot comfort. No burden that God cannot lift. 
No sin that God cannot forgive. No situation that God cannot control. No door that God cannot open. No need that God cannot meet. No prayer that God cannot hear and answer. Nor is there anything that God cannot do. So Christians have so much to shout about than to pout about. Christians have a song of praise while others are singing the blues. Christians can do, can and do rejoice while others are joining pity me clubs. And just think the greatest blessings of all are yet to come. When we see Jesus coming in the clouds of glory, when we set our feet down upon the streets of gold, when we gather around the throne of God and sing the song of the redeemed, when the last tear of sorrow has fallen from our eyes because the last thing to weep over has been removed from our lives forever, then we know we are home, home forever in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.